morning. If you are a volunteer for tomorrow's Daily Vacation Bible School, if you are a teacher, a volunteer, please do come up. We will pray together. Teachers, volunteers, come here in front. And we'll ask Pastor Simon to pray for you. Uh, we all know that tomorrow will be our Daily Vacation Bible School. And we want to start this one right. And we know that uh, uh, without the leading of the Holy Spirit, we will not be successful in everything that we will do. If you are a volunteer uh, and a teacher, please do come up here. May I also invite the congregation to please rise to join our hearts and our spirits with these wonderful, faithful workers. Father, we praise you for your faithfulness to us. We pray that you will help us to respond with our faithfulness to yours. Continue to bless your church, our dear pastor and his family, and all these vacation Bible school teachers and workers. Father, we pray that you be honored and glorified, mm. that we may be edified and gratified. To the end, we pray in your Son, our, our uh, Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Please be seated. Before we start with our message this morning, we'd like to call Ati Aida. Uh, last Sunday, she was baptized, but we forgot to give her the certificate. <laughs> uh, this is to certify that Aida Monteveros Williams have having repented from sin and professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ in obedience to his command, was baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit at Philam International Baptist Church on June 30, last, last Sunday. Congratulations. And, and also, uh, when, we, when, when a person follows the Lord in water baptism, we give them the Word of God. And of course, this is uh, a holy book, a holy Bible so that you will continue to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless. Ati Aida. If this is your first time here at our church, we are doing a series of studies in the seven I Am sayings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last Sunday, we did talk about uh, I Am the Resurrection and the Life. This morning, we will be talking about I am the door. And so I invite you to please rise as we give respect to the reading of the Word of God. Found in John chapter 10, beginning verse 7 until verse 10. Verse 7, I think it's on the monitor. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the ship. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not uh, hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out 
and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you so much that we can feast on your word this morning. Your words are powerful. They are sharp, active than any two-edged sword. They can hurt us, but Lord, that hurt will lead to healing. And so, Father, I pray that you will use your words for us to grow more in our faith in you. Father, indeed, there is only one way, and that's you. For that, Father, we thank you. And for that, Father, there's no confusion. And thank you for the eternal life that we have uh, through your Son, Jesus Christ. If there is any individual here who needs you, O Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will convict that individual. And for us, O Lord, most of us here are believers in you. Lord, I pray that we will find this message an encouragement and also an encouragement in which we will share it with other people who don't know you as their Lord and Savior so that your kingdom will spread out. So, Father, I am praying for boldness as we learn from your word to share it with other people. Praying for those who are not here with us on vacation, our families, O Lord, that is out of state. May you protect and guide them, put a hedge of protection around them as they enjoy their family and relatives. And we thank you, Lord, for those people who are not feeling well, and I know, Lord, that uh, you are always in control. Continue, O oh, Father, to sustain them. And, Lord, help them believe that nothing is impossible with you. And if there is sickness and even affliction, Lord, turn them into blessings. Because we know, Lord, that all things work together for good to those who love you. And so, Father, bless your word this morning. And this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Please have a seat. How many of you have seen a house without a door? <laughs> have you seen a house without a door? <laughs> I think that's not a house if it doesn't have a door. It's a huge balikbayan box. <laughs> now, doors are indeed necessary to any enclosure. Some doors are elaborate. Some are simple. Some are ornate, and some are intricate. While others are just plain and also simply functional. Uh, doors have been, of course, from almost every known materials, like wood, stone, glass, plastics, bamboos, metals, and of course, many others. Now, if you will take a look that doors have handles, Doors have hinges, and of course, they have removable panels and screens. Door knockers, peephole, and also doors have locks. Now, and there are various kinds of doors. We have screen doors. We have uh, storm doors. We have front doors. We have back doors, and we have garage doors. And also, we have gate doors. We have side doors, as well as doors for rooms. And if your vehicle don't have any door, I don't, I don't think that's a vehicle. Uh, a vehicle must have doors. And also, closets have doors. Now, 
familiarity of this door idea is exactly what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had in mind when he said, I am the door. And so, he said, I am the door of the sheepfold. Now, this statement, I am the door, of course, is found in the passage that we just read, beginning verse 7. This is the third of the seven I am saying of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this is his declaration, recorded only in this gospel, the gospel of John. And so this I am proclamation points to his unique, not only unique, but also divine identity and also his purpose. In this I am statement, he colorfully points out for us the exclusive nature of what we call salvation. I want you to take note of the word exclusive. When we talk about exclusive, him alone and he alone is the way for us to go to the kingdom of God. Amen to that. And so this passage points out for us the exclusive nature of salvation by saying that he is the door. Have you noticed? He did not say, I am a door. He said, I am the door. There's, a, again, definite article D. The door, not a door. Furthermore, as we take a look at this, Jesus is not only our shepherd who leads us into the sheepfold, but he is the only door by which we may enter to be saved. Verse 9. And so Jesus is the only means we have of receiving eternal life in John 3.16. We know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Only begotten son. Not, not, not you know, other son. Only begotten son. He is the only Savior of the world. If there is other Savior, those are thieves and robbers. If you take a look at the context of this, he started with, there are some, some shepherd people who claim to be a Savior. And Jesus Christ calls them thieves and robbers. Now, for us to get a clear picture of Jesus' meaning in this statement, I think it is helpful for us to understand the ancient culture of especially the sheep and shepherding. I will share them with you. All of us know that of all domesticated animals, number one, did you know that sheep are the most helpless? Sheep are helpless. Uh, they don't have any horns. If someone will attack them, they do nothing. They don't have any, any sharp teeth, sharp claws. They are helpless. Sheep will spend their entire day grazing, wandering from place to place, and never looking up. <laughs> they don't look up. They don't, you know, they graze. They, they, they not, they're not aware of their environment. They're not looking up. And so, as a result, they often become lost. So we have, of course, lost sheep. Number three, sheep have no 
homing instinct as other animals do. Uh, they are totally incapable of finding their way to their sheepfold even it is in plain sight. You know, as you compare sheep to other animals like dogs and cats, uh, they have a homing instinct. You know, back in the Philippines, uh, uh, this is proven. Uh, our neighbors, if they don't like, if they had too much cats, you know what will they do? They will put them inside the sack, <laughs> and then they will dump them somewhere. After two days, open the door, the cat is, meow. <laughs> the door is there. <laughs> Even dogs. Uh, I remember, according to the story of our neighbors, they moved uh, in Manila. Manila is 40 miles north where we live in Pampanga area. So they move, including the big dog. I remember that dog trying to, you know, I make noise with, on, on the wall and la, 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 la. He's really a big dog. He's a, a German shepherd dog. And so they moved into Manila. After a few weeks, guess what? The dog came back. The dog came back. I know. So sheep, as you compare, they don't have any homing instinct by nature. By nature also, sheep are followers. They are followers. If the lead sheep steps off a cliff, the others will what? Follow. Uh, they are also dumb. <laughs> they don't know any danger. And so they will just follow the lead. Additionally, sheep are easily susceptible to injuries and utterly helpless against predators. And so if a wolf enters the pen, they won't defend themselves. What would they do? They won't run away or spread out. Isn't it those people, or those people, those animals, if they know they are in danger, they will just run away. But the sheep, no. They will just uh, they won't run away or spread. Instead, what will they do is they will huddle together. They will huddle together. Uh, and so, if they have hands, they will just embrace each other and wait for their death. Now, instead of running, they will huddle together and are, when, when they do that, they are easily slaughtered. So, if, again, there is this wolf, that is what they do. And if sheep fall into a moving water, they will drown. Now, number six, sheep do fear moving water and will not drink from any stream or lake unless the water is perfectly still. Now, when you, when you read this one, what comes into your mind? What comes into your mind? Psalms 23. You remember Psalms 23? Psalms 23. And this is why David in the 23rd Psalm tells us to, of course, of the shepherd who make us lie in green pastures and he leads us beside the still water. Because sheep, they will not drink on running water. They are afraid. They will just drink on still waters. Number seven. Sheep are totally dependent upon the shepherd who tends them with care and compassion. They are totally dependent. 
Now, I want for us to understand this. The Bible compares you and me to a what? To a shipwreck. We have their very characteristic. We go on our own. We don't look up. That's why we get easily what? Lost. We are always in danger. And we need someone to take good care of us with care and also compassion. And so the shepherd in those days, uh, uh, they were the providers. They were the guides. They were, of course, the protectors and constant companion of the sheep. I want you to underline that word and put it in your heart. Constant companion of the sheep. So, in this very idea... The bond was so close between shepherd and the sheep, and that even, even to this day, did you know that in the Middle Eastern shepherds, they can divide their flocks that have mingled with other sheep. And the problem is, how do you know your own? When sheep mingle with each other, and later on I will show you on the video, but, but, not, but not now, okay, later. Uh, I will show it. That these sheep, they know the shepherd's voice. And there's no problem if they mingle with other sheep because you can really identify which, which, which is yours because they all look the same. And so the shepherd will call them. And those sheep knows the voice of the shepherd. I, I will show it to you later, okay? And so, shepherds were the providers, guides, protectors, and constant companions of the sheep. Number two, shepherds are inseparable from their flocks. As we go along with this explanation, I want you to apply this into your relationship with the Lord. Look at the word inseparable. When we have a relationship with the Lord and we are the sheep of his pasture, we are what? Inseparable, isn't it? There's a song that, that, that goes like, inseparable. And that's true with you and me. We are inseparable with the Lord. The shepherd would lead the sheep to safe places, to graze, and make them lie down for several hours in a shady place. Then at night fell, the shepherd would lead the sheep to the protection of a shepherd. Now, Building on all we know about doors and also function, we readily see what Jesus was trying to say about himself and God's kingdom when he said, I am the door. First thing that we need to know about doors is this. Number one, a door is for coming and going. A door is for coming and going. And so Jesus is the doorway to God and his kingdom, or to his kingdom. Jesus makes his, this is plain and simple in John chapter 10, verse, verse 9. I am the door. If, there is this condition, if anyone enters by me, he will be what? He will be saved. And I want you to take note of the word me, that's personal. Me, he did not say others. It's me. He will be saved. And I will go in and out, and he will go in and out and find pasture. Now, Jesus 
in this verse, he is the one declaring that he is the only way. He is the only entry way. He declares this because so many claims to be the true avenue of God. Jesus further calls himself the doorway of the ship. And the ship did not just come into the sheepfold to spend the rest of their lives in the sheepfold. Look at verse 9 again. In verse 9, it continues by saying, We'll come in, I underline it, come in and out and find pasture. Isn't it boring that you will just spend your life inside a pen? But here, the scripture said that you can come in and go out. And this refers to the sheepfold as a place of rest and restoration of strength during the night and also during the storm. But as the morrow, they go back out to what? To pasture. Now, I want you to follow this. This is a grand analogy. Analogy in which we enter God's kingdom through whom? Through Jesus. And there is no thought here of losing one's salvation. When you are in the Lord, you are in the Lord. That's why shepherd and the sheep are what? Inseparable. The main point here, lesson here, is this. The analogy shifts from getting saved from getting to know the Lord to a growing as a Christian. You come in, and then you go out, and when we go out, that's where we practice our Christian living. And when we practice our Christian living, and other people see that you are a follower of the Lord, you are indeed a ship of the Lord. You don't just spend your time inside the pen. You go out into the world. So that other people will know the shepherd. You come to Christ for rest. How many of you here are tired? Many times we, uh, we I, I'm tired. I need rest. Uh, we need rest. But if the Lord wants you to have a rest temporarily, uh, I, I, I wish you not rest in peace, but rest in the Lord. Rest in peace is different. <laughs> rest. We need rest. If you are tired, you need rest. You need restoration. If you are wandering and becoming as a Christian instead of becoming mature Christian, you become worldly. You do what the world is doing. You need restoration in Jesus. You, you go back to the Lord. If you are a true believer in the Lord. By the way, if you are a true believer in the Lord, you will not be happy in what you are, in state of what you are if you are sinning. When you go back to the Lord in the ship pen, the Lord will give you rest. The Lord will restore you. And that's the beauty of having a shepherd. And that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And also... How many of you want comfort? We want comfort. We can only find comfort in the Lord. Amen. Oh, yes. That's why those hotels, we have comfort hotels. You know, when you are tired, 
uh, I think the purpose of those hotels is when you are you know, uh, in a long journey, you, you check in and then you just lie down. Ah. And I hope those beds don't have any bed bags. You know, oh, comfort. They have big bed bags and <laughs> no comfort. But take a look at this. You come to Christ for rest, restoration, and comfort. Then you go back out into the world. He, remember this, he is the source of your strength and also spiritual health. Do you think this morning you are weak spiritually? How is your spiritual health today? If you admit that you are weak spiritually, then go to Jesus. Because he is the source of our strength. Amen. He alone, you are allowed to come in and go out. So, number one, doorways are for coming and going. And Jesus is our door. Amen. Number two, in our passage today, not only door is for coming and going, but a door is for protection and safety. A door is for protection and safety, and there are two kinds of sheepfolds or pens. In, in, in that culture, uh, they have two pens. One kind was a public sheepfold, and this one is found in the cities and villages. And so if the shepherd... Uh, experience storms or at night, they will go and, and find a place in the cities for their ships to just rest overnight. So this one is a large, it is large enough to hold several flocks of sheep. And so this ship pen would be in the care of a porter or a doorkeeper. What was the duty? The duty of this is to guard the door to the sheep pen during the night and in the morning to admit the shepherd. To admit the shepherd in the morning. And the shepherds would call their sheep. It's, of course, which knew its own shepherd's voice. And this is what I want you to take a look. Again, uh, this one is found in the cities, villages. They are all mixed together in, in, in the pen. And of course, you, you don't know who's yours. They will only recognize you by your voice. And so at this point, I want you to take a look at this uh, video. One more time. Look at that, look at that. 
Isn't it amazing? When I saw that video, whoa, the scripture is really true <laughs> in saying that, you know, this, sh this sheep, they only know the voice of their shepherd. Now, next week, we will be, of course, expanding this lesson about I am the shepherd, and we will learn more about the shepherd. But in the meantime, when, when they get mixed with other sheep, they know the voice of their master. Now, think about this. When you are a true believer in the Lord, you only listen to the voice of the Lord. Amen. And those who don't listen, they don't know the shepherd. So, this is one kind was a public sheep fold found in the cities and villages. The other kind of sheep pen was in the countryside. Now, this is where, of course, the shepherds would keep their flocks in good weather. Uh, this type of sheep pen was nothing more than a rough a circle, a rocks piled into a wall, and then there is this small opening. Imagine a, a, a rock piled together, and there is only one small opening for them to enter and go out. Now, I think this is the very idea that Christ is telling us. So whether that public one or this one in the rural area, because here, what happened is, the shepherd himself will be the one who will sleep on that opening small door. And so literally, he is the door. Did you get the idea? He is the door. Because uh, if there is wolf or predators and see the shepherd on an opening, then they won't attack them. He will be sleeping, staying there overnight while the sheep are enjoying resting inside that, that pen. Now, we know that in either case, the sheep are well protected, and of course, they rest in peace knowing that they are safe. Did you know that we are living in a prostrating world? We live in a prostrating world. Why? We see, of course, uh, evil things happening surrounds us. Just watch news. There are evil things that are happening today and the world is frustrating. Probably you are frustrated at your job, at your work. Probably some of you are frustrated with your, with your husband's and wife's relationship. This world is so frustrating. Probably you have experienced health problem and, and you are frustrated because knowing the fact, hey, I am healthy and suddenly, boom, you are frustrated. Now, the anxiety of life is a constant threat to our safety and our well-being. 
But listen, Jesus is offering us the reassurance that He is our protector. Amen. That He will protect us, that He will guide us. And as David said, the Lord is what? The Lord is my shepherd. He cares and provides for us. We are His sheep, so He gladly lays down His life for you and me. As that shepherd lies on that small opening, if there is a predator, he will be the one who will be attacked, not a sheep. Same thing with you and me, my dear friends and brothers in the Lord. It proves to us that God will always protect us. God always keep us in a safe place. So during the night, sheep might be startled and awakened. If so, uh, it would surely look towards the gate. If it could see the shepherd sitting or lying at the gate, you know what? Sheep would know. And even in, this, in its fear, the shepherd was still there. If your life is shaking right now, if your life, you get prostrated, know this, that the shepherd still on that door watching you. And also, if you go back to the book of Matthew, Matthew presented Jesus as king. Remember this. If you are frustrated, you are anxiety, you, have, you, you are anxious in life, remember this, that the king is still sitting on his throne. Amen. And so, don't be bothered because he will always protect and guide you and bless you. A door is for coming and going. A door is for protection and safety. Number three and last, a door is for opening and closing. Opening and closing. So Jesus is the only absolute way to God. There is a door, a way into God's favor. It is a door that is as broad as the heart of God, a door that is open to all races, whether you are black, white, green, yellow, you are welcome to enter of all ages, both sexes. Persons from every strata of society are welcome if they want to come in. It is, it is a door open to rich people, poor people, important people, forgotten people, and powerful people, potentate, and also enslaved serf. This door is for everyone. In the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 12 and 13, this is what the scripture said. Uh, uh, verse 12, go back. Also, she had a great and high wall with the twelve gates, and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. So verse 13, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. And so this points out, through these gates, persons who trust in Christ stream from every nation on earth. Even heaven has a wall and also has a door. So door is open and the invitation is very, very clear. You don't need a, a, a theologian to interpret this with you. Here in the book of John chapter 10, Jesus says that I am the door. And listen to what he said. Everyone who enters through
through him will be what? Will be saved. I, I, I want for us to understand this. Because in our day today, uh, people will call us uh, limited mind, close-minded, bigoted. But the scripture said it clearly, and even the Lord Jesus Christ claims it. I am the only door. There is no other door. Amen to that. And so if you share the gospel with other people, telling them that Jesus is the only way, and, and, and calls you name, don't be bothered. Because Christ is the one who claims that he is the only door. And when people enter, will be saved. Two implications here. Number one, all other doors are closed. Those who seek to enter into God's kingdom will find a dead end on that closed door. Those doors lead nowhere, and some will not open, and those who find doors that do not open will find out that they are a useless door. That's why in the very context of what we are studying here, those people who claim to be religious and uh, they have the way to heaven also, God calls them what? In verse 10, it is very clear. God calls them what? and robbers. Because in those days, there are people who claim to be leaders, religious leaders, and they are the way to heaven. But here, particularly, the Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And so all other doors are closed. Number two, the true door does not stay open forever. This door will not stay open forever. Ha. Huh. This is a challenge to you and me. Challenge to you and me as believers in the Lord. Until the door is open, let us grab the opportunity to tell the truth of salvation, the gospel to other people. And if you are here this morning, you are not sure about your salvation, make it sure right now because this door will not open forever. Now, Death is the end of life. We talked about death last week. Death is the end of life. And there is no more chance to seek the doorway of life. And so the door closed at death. And that's why if you share the gospel to other people and they say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week, you know, invite them to pray and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior right here and right now. Why? Because the day of salvation is not tomorrow. It's what? Today. And we cannot boast about what tomorrow. Don't tell other people, I'm, I'm still strong. I have this, you know, vigor. I will not die. I'm sure I will not die. I go to LA Fitness and EOS, you know, those. I will not die. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, again, you're not sure. We, we talk about death last, last Sunday. Death is certain and it is uncertain. Death is no respecter of person. They, if you go to the cemetery, there is this small one, there is this uh, uh, bigger one, and there, uh, the bigger one. That means death is for all what? Ages. So therefore, we must be sure that we are in the Lord. Amen. Now is the day of salvation. That's why it's in every one of us. If you are a believer in the Lord, your challenge is to share the gospel to those who don't know him as their Lord and Savior. Because the door will not stay 
open forever. Think about, you remember Noah? How many years he preached? Remember in the book of Genesis? And the Lord commanded him to build an ark. Isn't it? He built an ark. And when those people, uh, you know, he, he told them, repent. You know, time is at hand. And, and, and it, those people who did not enter the ship, what happened? They perished. There is also a good illustration found in Matthew chapter 25, verse 11. Those people who are unprepared for the bridegroom. You remember the story in Matthew 25? Read it, okay? It is about the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They come unprepared. And so when the door, you know, came open, uh, the response was negative. Why? Because they're not prepared. Make sure this morning you are prepared because death, death is the end of life, physically. But after this, you will still be alive. Go back into the presence of God. See, Jesus is telling us that he is not only the shepherd of the sheep, but also the door of the sheep. So in doing, he vividly Contrasting himself with that of the religious leaders of the time whom he describes as thieves and robbers in, 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 verse, in verse 8. So when Jesus says, I am the door, he is reiterating the fact that only through him is salvation possible. And this, of course, far removed from the ecumenical teachings today. In the ecumenical teachings or today's a liberal religious circles, they said Jesus is not the only way. There's a lot of way. But the Bible says exclusively it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When people approach you and tell you that Jesus is one of the way, don't believe them. Believe what Jesus proclaimed, I am the only door. And so, Jesus makes it clear that any religious leader who offers salvation other than the teachings of Christ is a thief and a robber. So, one who believes the gospel and repents of sin are assured of being in the fold. I hope this morning you are in the fold. I hope your shepherd is the Lord because this claim of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is an exclusive claim that we can indeed enter only into him. And when we enter into him, oh, we can find that we will receive the crown of glory. And of course, that crown of glory will not fade away. Is Christ your shepherd? Is Christ your door? Remember this that a door for coming and going, a door is for protection and safety, and a door is for opening and closing. And I want you to remember this, that this door will not open forever. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for allowing us to know more about who you are. Most especially, Lord, about your exclusive claim that you are the only way into heaven. 
Yes, Father, for that we praise you and we thank you. And Lord, again, if there is an individual here who are not yet sure of their salvation, speak to them, O Father. May they surrender their lives to you, commit their lives to you. And for us, O Lord, who are already in the fold, Lord, help us to do the challenge, to share your good words, your gospel to other people who don't know you as their Lord and Savior. Father, once again, we want to give back all the glory and honor to you. And prepare our hearts this morning, O Lord, as we remind ourselves and give thanks for what you have done for us 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for the salvation that we have. Lord, if there is any wickedness in us, if there is any known, known sin, O Lord, things that we did, O Lord, Father, forgive us before we approach this table this morning. And so, Lord, glorify your name as we do this this morning. For this is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.